0: I want to speak today about a problem that everybody has, but one in particular that college students have to grapple with, and that is that good old problem called insecurity. Okay, so let's just all, let's be secure about me talking about insecurity now, okay? Let's, uh, I'm just going to actually chat with you a little bit this morning, uh, but this is a reality and it's amazing how Satan can use this to just trip you up. And so, I just want to give some thoughts and perspectives on insecurity uh, we're constantly aware of ourselves makes me think of that A little boy came to his mother and said that uh, he was eight feet two inch or four inches tall <laughs> of course, she looked at him but he said, "I measured myself and so he pulls out the ruler and he had one of those uh, little six inch rulers, you know, thinking that each of um, Each one was a foot, so he was actually four foot two inches, which was uh, right. But uh, we're doing every. We always are thinking all the time of trying to compare ourselves and be a little bit bigger than we are. And uh, I tell you what, you live a life that way, you're in trouble. And I tell you, you'll crash and burn in any kind of ministry that God has for you. And now let's just talk about insecurity. A little background here: Adam and Eve when created, were innocent, and uh, they had a free will, but they had not sinned, and they had perfect fellowship with God. Adam and Eve were completely secure with God. They did not have insecurity. Isn't that an amazing thing? Uh, they, it was a total different perspective because to be able to walk with God every day and to be under his full leadership and to enjoy all that uh, God had given to them would have been a wonderful thing. Frankly, I don't think it lasted long because of Satan's attack, but whatever. We don't know the whole timing on all of that. But when they sinned, what was the first sign of their insecurity? They hid, right? And then they covered themselves with fig leaves. I'm no longer secure in the presence of God. So understand, no matter what your background is, some of you came from homes that really helped you with insecurity. Others of you have come from some very difficult situations. That has made that a bigger problem. But mark it down. Every person in here has a problem with self, which is really insecurity because we have insecurity with God because of our sin. So remember that you are born insecure because you are part of a fallen race that's still hiding behind the bushes. Okay. And we have that exact same problem. And so as you begin to develop and grow, you if you have good parents, you begin to feel secure in the love and and the dealing and the teaching of your parents and you develop that relationship which helps you with the Lord but you still have that innate insecurity with God and what's the first thing that the most important thing that begins to solve that problem it's when you trust Christ as Savior as a child I know i I hope it comes out, but I am excited every time a child gets saved. I say that every time. This is a big deal. Man, praise the Lord. Early on, they begin to deal with this problem of insecurity with God. And, uh, and so they, but the problem is a child or someone that's 45 that gets saved, there's a lot to learn of the, in the scriptures regarding their relationship with the Lord. And thus, the problem of Christians having insecurity. We still have performance acceptance mentality. We are afraid of rejection. We have a lot of different things we bring from our past and just are part of our own uh, evaluating of ourselves and comparing of ourselves with other people. And so we are going to still have that once we're saved. But as we're going to see a little bit later in this message, the understanding of truth is the answer to insecurity. Let me say this at the very beginning. Proving yourself is not the answer. I just heard this morning, and I knew this, but it was interesting I heard this, that the three most wealthy men uh, have now broken marital or or relationship situations in their life. Uh, and... Uh, And they went through each situation. And, you know, it's a, uh, like Solomon said, all is vanity. I don't care what you do, how you succeed, what you accomplish. It will not solve that inner need you have for feeling good about yourself. Okay. And it's because you have the sin of the body of sin the flesh even after you are saved and so there's going to be this constant self-focus that is there and I'm telling you, young people that has to be conquered okay so that's the background that I want to uh, look at here if you'll turn with me to 1st John chapter 2 we're just going to use this as a stepping off point as I said this is more of a chat with you than it is as an, an expository message here this morning but 1st uh, John chapter 2 verse 28 The wonderful theme of this passage is our confidence that we can have this whole book with God through an abiding relationship with Him. And all the problems that we have come from a wrong uh, wrong relationship with the Lord. Right at the beginning, as you've heard me if you were here in the summer preach, the fact is the Apostle John is just under inspiration, thrilled about the fact we can have fellowship with Him. And and you have over and over abide, remain, continue, you have this whole abiding relationship, that oneness of relationship. Certainly if it's not there, you're not saved, that's part of it. But the, this is not a book, in my opinion, that primarily stresses assurance of salvation. It is assurance of relationship. It is assurance of fellowship. Uh, if you are a Christian, that is growing. And first uh, John chapter two verse twenty eight and now little children abide in him. There it is, that same emphasis you find back in John chapter fifteen, that when he shall appear, we may have what confidence, and not be ashamed before him at his coming. that's not just speaking of judicial uh, freedom from guilt we're talking about an abiding relationship in which there is that uh, walk with God that gives confidence because you've been transformed when you, and when you see Him and you stand at the judgment seat of Christ. So that's the ultimate end. So confidence comes from our spiritual relationship with the Lord. All right, let's talk first of all um, about how essential having confidence is for each one on of, of of us what are the consequences of a bad self image well, we could have a quite a discussion here and and uh I think we could go over a lot of different things but it would be emotional instability a person who's constantly thinking about what do people think about me am I measuring up oh you know i've got I'm guilty what does God think of me um you know i i'm I'm just not worthy uh, and I just uh I don't know my life's going to count. I'm, I'm fearful. I mean, people develop some of the emotional problems that you see and habits of emotional problems because they have the ingrained uh, prominence of insecurity in their life. And that's where depression comes from. That's where anxiety comes from because it is a focus on performance for worth. It is trying to make something of your life. Trying to measure up. And a lot of your moods, if you will analyze them, come from insecurity. You feel pretty good when somebody compliments you. Whew, you did all right on the test. Have a little bit of a dopamine hit, you know. You didn't do well on the test. No dopamine. No (laughs) adrenaline. Total darkness. (laughs) I've said it a hundred times. But I really, it's so interesting having to take chapel on Fridays. You all are a great um, study in emotional variety on Fridays. Some of you come in and are just, uh, you know, many of you come in and are, uh, some of you come in and are like this, and, of course, all the townies are asleep. Uh, (laughs) LAUGHTER I already said that to the girls, but, but it's true, and so uh, I need to get some dorm leaders to sit in the back with pea shooters and uh, <coughs> and uh, uh, keep them awake. So I, I know Friday. I've been at this a long time. Okay, I know what happens. But it is a real study in emotional diversity. I mean, we have diversity here emotionally. That's for sure, and uh, many other ways. But uh, but that. So are you affected by somebody? Not liking you or liking you? Are you affected by doing well, not doing well? Are you affected by just how you feel about yourself? How do you do when you have a bad haircut? <laughs> I had one of those one time. I remember, I I was uh, um, uh, in the uh, opera, believe it or not. I was not a lead role. And that was not the case. But I was in the soldiers' chorus of Faust, and uh, so. We had the opera in April, and starting in October, I was not allowed to cut my hair. <laughs> you can imagine, it was a disaster by the time I got to uh, April. That's my only time I almost broke uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 there, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but I was under authority, but it was still, uh, it was not an Nazirite vow, so it was, uh, it was not good. Uh, but um, I'll never forget the dean of men. Uh, immediately, when that second opera was over, he said, "Young man, you get to the barber right now. Well, the barber I usually went to wasn 't available, so I went to the one across the street, and that was a real disaster. I mean, I got hacked to death, you know at least, at least at least I got a cut, but I remember feeling insecure you know for a little while until my hair grew out a little bit. It was uh, interesting. So a bad haircut, and of course, for you ladies. I'm telling you, some of those things just are devastating for you. You know, that perm. Of course, you don't even have perms, trial anymore. But uh, it just didn't work out. And man, for about ten days, you are just having a horrible time. It's amazing how those things affect us, right? Now, well, don't act pious. It's it's true. I mean, and on other things that would be better examples than what I'm think uh, I'm thinking about. You know, or guys, you spill that. <laughs> on your tie and have to live with it for the next couple, of, uh, uh, next couple of hours. But we are very self-conscious. We really are. That's just the way we're made, but it does come into that spiritual relationship. I gave all those little examples though, for you to realize that your emotions are greatly affected by your insecurities. And a lot of your spiritual problems come because it's not conquered. I promise you that. Some of your decisions that you make that you shouldn't have made come out of that. Some of the uh, anxiety that hits you that causes you not to be able to study when you have the only time you can study because you're so down, and then you don't do well, and now you're even in a deeper problem. I mean, when you start analyzing it, you'll begin to see some of those patterns. Another thing (coughs) is that uh, (coughs) you see with children... uh, the most insecure kids will have different ways they attempt to get attention. If you're a teacher, you know what we're talking about. You have your class clown, you have your class bully, you have... I mean, you you have a sociological order in every class uh, based upon insecurity and personalities. But that goes right on all the way up. Um, I want to contend that many of the leaders of countries, empires... <clears throat> and of our own country have been insecure men that came from broken pasts that were still trying to get attention. Frankly, you've got to be pretty self, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but focused on self to run for president of the United States. You, have, you give up your life, to, and you get attention for sure. But it's amazing when you look at the emotional aspects that go behind all of that. Young people today are absolute slaves to peer approval. Suicides will go on today because of somebody not getting enough likes on their Facebook page. And of course, it's not even Facebook for teenagers today. But whatever it is that they're looking at, or if somebody bullies them online, they honestly go into the tank. Everything rises and falls on peer approval. It does here, to a much lesser extent. You think about it. You're very aware of what peers think of you. You have a group of people that you want approval, and it is greater than, it's greater in the lives of some if you do not have the spiritual solution to get over insecurity. Um, Insecurity will sometimes cause children to reject their family unit because they feel so frustrated by how they're treated by their family. Uh, Or that the approval of peers is so important they will pull themselves away from their family and a lot of really major issues occur. Uh, For the world and for some Christians, uh, the escape uh, habits of drugs, drink, other things, pornography and so forth are the coping mechanisms that cause people to be able to somehow feel good about themselves when they have a major case of insecurity. And then, once you know you're getting older, there is a desire for the attention of the opposite gender. That is God's wonderful gift to you. We'll talk about that on Sunday, but that can become out of line and inappropriate because you need your to feel uh, to help cope with your insecurity. If you think a girl or a guy is showing you attention, then you feel better, and that, of course, is a low level. Uh, perspective on uh, the matter of a a man and woman relationship but it's it's the way it is uh, in society and of course a lot of heartache comes from that so that's just touching it but you follow how major insecurity is now what are the reasons for this uh, lack of confidence a bad self-image whatever you want to call it well the first and foremost would clearly be a lack of relationship with the parents Now, remember, everyone has insecurity. Because where's the number one relationship? With God. And so if that isn't where it ought to be, you're insecure. We're going to talk about that. But who helps you with your relationship with God early on in your life? Who gives you the right perspective on God the Father? Obviously, your parents. So, uh if you do not communicate well with your parents some of your parents when wonderful parents but they don't know how to express approval they don't know how to express affection sometimes and i'm saying this for your own parenting not to try to expose your own parents uh, you're, you're you all should be thankful for whatever your parents have done but especially the parent of the same gender If you are insecure with them, you're insecure. Okay. Now, let me say right now, young people, stop being a victim. You are a young adult. You can develop the relationship. Don't blame. That's bitterness. And that will kill you. I'm telling you, you can be a huge blessing to your parents, especially the parent of the same gender, by opening your heart. If there isn't good communication, if there is tension... Then you need, by the grace of God, whatever you can possibly do, see that overcome and draw close to your parents. It'll be a tremendous blessing to you, and it'll be a great blessing to them. If they're not saved, uh, you need to overcome the relationship problem, and that will open the door to see them saved. Uh, so uh, don't have a victim mentality, because that is how bitterness does come in. And that leads me to another reason for bad self-image is bitterness itself. Uh, uh, The idea that someone has done things in the past or are doing things now that are causing me not to be able to be happy, fulfilled, have the life that I want. And so you're blaming rather than taking responsibility for your life. And so that will cause you to be constantly having a focus on what other people think about you and do. If you're bitter with your dad, I promise you, you're getting bitter with peers or you're with your mother or someone that's close to you. You get that victim blame mentality and it's going to do nothing but fuel your insecurity. You're going to be focused on yourself. And I'm telling you, when you blame someone Uh, a peer a roommate a person in authority obviously your parents or other people maybe there was a administrator in your school in the past or a teacher or there was uh, uh, a youth director and all and you're still blaming them because of uh, something they did and you feel like that's harmed you that victim mentality is is keep is crippling you from having the blessing of god right now there's only one person that's keeping you from having the full blessing fulfillment and purpose in life right now and that's you you have everything you need for god to bless your life you have the holy spirit you've got the completed word of god you have the gifting that God has given you, the calling that God has given you. He's protected you. He's been good to you. And I tell you, you have got to deal very firmly. And the way to overcome a bitterness is you've got to forgive in your heart and you've got to take responsibility for your own life. Nothing about the way you are now can you blame anybody else. You can certainly see how you got developed into that point, but how you live now is your choice, no one else's. Are you following me on that? I'm not preaching a sermon here on bitterness, but this will give you terrific insecurities. And you're going to be constantly blaming this person, that person, for the things in your life, and you just aren't going to, you're not going to get freedom that way. Now, one of the things that is very uh, important here is to the comparison. Paul said, comparing ourselves with ourselves is not wise. Now, um, we all have different different aspects of giftings. We have different abilities that God has given to us. We all look different. Isn't it amazing that God can take? We know we all have heads, hair, two eyes, one nose, a mouth, two ears, and He comes up with such variety. I mean, it is amazing that uh, He is the Creator God, and uh, we're all different. And of course, Hollywood tries to tell you what look you're supposed to look like and the designers try to tell you how you should fashion yourself and there's all these things and we compare ourselves on the basis of our abilities on the basis of our appearance and we we get our sense of value from uh, how others perceive us one of the best things you can do folks is just come to peace with the way god created you he did it perfectly And that means if you have a little bit of a disability, that's going to be used mightily in your life. If you have some things that you've had to go through in your past, God's going to use that. It'll be a huge blessing to other people. Um, And uh, he knows exactly what's right. You see, if you think it's up to you to, to get married and find the right one, then you're going to be all worried about how you compare in appearance. But if you believe God will bring the right one to you at the right time, the right way, that he's a big God, then you don't have to worry about him anymore. The right one's going to love you for who you are. I've seen it, you know, all these years. It's wonderful. And uh, you just need to come to peace with that. Sure, be sharp. We need to present ourselves well. All of that's important, but we don't need to be focused on it. It's not up to us. You know, and I tell you what, learn to rejoice you hear one of someone here just has a tremendous ability to speak, uh, maybe in drama. Well, praise the Lord for that. Be blessed by it. Encourage them. Don't be threatened by that. We all have different things that God will use us. And let me just say this. I've seen it now here over the years, and I've seen it clearly from the years that I was in college on. The, the folks that had some of the greatest ability In college, when I was in college, crashed and burned. And it was a lot of those just the good old normal people, but they love God, who are the preachers and the leaders today that are a huge blessing to us. You see, it's it's not our ability, it's his supernatural ability. And in fact, your very lacks are where God's going to show his strength. God always gifts you and works through you where you are weak if you'll trust him. Because you never want to take credit for anything you do. You want God to get all the credit. So it's very important that you don't worry about that. Now, you need to develop your abilities. We're trying to get your mind to work. You know, that's what the teachers, you know, it's quite a job. But we're trying to get it to, to function. And uh, we're trying to get you to learn to write. And uh, write, I guess. Uh, we're trying to get you to, uh, uh, to do well in all the different abilities. And every one of you can speak. Every one of you can do most anything, but some will excel over others. Praise the Lord for them. Rejoice with them. It'll free your heart. See, in- insecure people are jealous, envious. So think of all the sins that are directly connected to insecurity. Yeah, it's really a, it's, it's a big deal. And then, guilt. Oh, man. Because who is the, is the one that our insecurity is most uh, involved with. It's God, ultimately. Our insecurity that we measure up to God. And so if we have guilt, that's gonna, that is is just going to deteriorate any confidence that's been built in your life. And um, it'll hurt your relationship with your parents. That increases your insecurity. It will hurt your ability to to care for others the right way. I mean, just every angle of your life, it's going to affect you. That's why I said yesterday, uh, you cannot have faith that will move mountains if you have a bad conscience. And so I'm telling you, it's just foolish to have guilt. I mean, it's not smart to have guilt. Now, obviously, it's because we love God that we don't want guilt. We want to be right with him. But folks, think it's the foolish man that doesn't walk with God. Because the damage done is just incredible, especially in these moldable years. Listen, between 18 and about 25, 26 are some of the most moldable years of your adult life. And these years, you need to be walking with God. So, um, would you agree with me that uh, uh, this matter of insecurity is not a small matter, that it needs to be dealt with? All right. How do we develop a biblical competence? There's lots of things, and I'm going to just have a few moments to be able to talk about it. First of all, um, remember how you got saved, and remember what salvation really means. How many here prove to God that you deserve to be saved? Not one of you. How many of you had one thing that caused God to think that you were worthy of being saved? You haven't had one thing. All your righteousnesses are as filthy rags. You know why you have insecurity? It's because we're sinners and God hates sin and we are destined for judgment without God. That's why we have that steep sense in our heart. But when you got saved, you were saved by what? Grace through faith. All right, in Christ. And the moment you were saved, young people, understand you became a child of God. I am looking at those who are co-heirs with Christ. You are in Christ. You have his righteousness. You have his standing. You are loved by God as much as the Father loves the Son. You are that important. and, And you have that standing that is, you are now... Uh, in kinship, in fact, you're going to live in the very house of the king of kings and the lord of lords when you get to heaven. And you're going to be in his presence. Well, that's, that's a pretty, pretty big deal. But it was all by faith, not works, right? You had to come as a miserable, low-down, guilty sinner that deserved nothing, Right? If you didn't, you didn't get saved. So, how do you conquer insecurity? Well, by agreeing with Satan's attack on you about how miserable you are. You know, Satan comes along, have you ever noticed that? And he says, you're not going to make it. I mean, you're so weak. You just don't have anything going for you. Who do you think you are? You think you're going to preach? That is a joke. Uh, you know, you think you're going to be able to have a good family. You don't know what you're doing. And, um, and I've always told folks, well, just agree with them. You're exactly right. I have nothing to offer. I am, I am nothing but a sinner that deserved hell. But I am now a child of God. I am indwelt by the Spirit of God. I am gifted by God Almighty. And he is able to do greater works through me than Jesus Christ did when he was here on this earth. I am somebody because I am a son of the living God, and that's the truth. You know, I had the great privilege, of going somewhere as a I was an ensemble leader for several summers, and I would go somewhere, and then the minute the, they would see my name, it's exactly, of course, like my dad. and I'm junior, and uh, I many times I was received very well because they loved my dad. It was just the standing I had didn't have anything to do with me. You know, they figured I'd you know, be on the ensemble. I was at least a decent guy. But that, it had nothing to do with that. It was they loved my dad, so therefore they almost already had an automatic heart for me because I was my dad's boy. I, bear, I bore his name, uh, which was a great uh, privilege for me. Well, you bear the name of God Almighty. Jesus is your elder brother. You're in the family of God. You are somebody. It's really true. You're so important that God died for you. That's how important it is. And he ever lives to make intercession for you, Jesus does. The Holy Spirit makes intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Right now, the the Son and the Spirit are praying for you as I'm preaching. There's action in heaven because you're that important to God. You're accepted in the beloved. All those wonderful identity truths. Now, young people, every morning you need to get up and remember who you are in Christ. And I, boy, this morning, I, I actually I thought about being a child of God and, and that uh, I have that position with Him. And I mean, just it just joy floods your heart. I don't deserve it. It's all because of Jesus. But that's who I am, and that's fact, and that's who you are. Nobody can take that away from you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you do not have to be insecure with God because you have a mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You are a child of God. Your sins have been forgiven. You are on your way to heaven. These are facts that cannot be changed. But if we go back to having confidence in the flesh, then we go back to the acceptance performance acceptance mentality you know that's a tragic thing turn with me to colossians chapter 2 verse that if you've not memorized it you ought to memorize it colossians chapter 2 verse 6 as you have therefore received christ jesus the lord how did you receive christ jesus the lord by faith Look at the last part of the verse. So walk ye in him. Every step of your life needs to be by faith. The same way you got saved. You know, listen. Every one of you are exactly what God wants you to be. As far as how you're created. You're very special to God. It's very strategic for you for the plan of God in these days ahead. And that's not some nice thing we're saying. It is absolute truth. And if you will walk by faith and rest in who you are in Christ and, uh, and realize that when you get those sense of insecurity coming across, well, yes, I was a sinner. I, I mean, I have that sense that, that I am, uh, you know, I'm not worthy of anything. But when you agree with God about it, instead of letting it overcome you, then uh, you can have great victory. Except how you look, except how you have as a personality. You know, I've learned to really appreciate. Some guys have such charismatic personalities. I mean, they just get up and you laugh. You know, they're just funny. They're, they're just good. They're just flat good. You know, I missed that boat when it came along. Uh, I when I tell a joke, it's by accident. You know, it. Uh, <laughs> Well, that was pretty good. I didn't mean to say that, but I'm glad I said that. I, I'll try to remember that sometime. Then I try to remember a joke, and it falls flat. You know, and, uh, so. Uh, but you know, you just you just are appreciative because when God uses you in your area of weakness, you're just absolutely thrilled. It's God. If you're shy, well then, man, isn't is going to be exciting when God wins souls through you? You know, uh, I stuttered. When I was a little bit younger than you, I couldn't I couldn't talk straight. Gave my life to preach. God took it away. Every time I preach, I remember this is a miracle. This is this is God, man. Once you start realizing I'm just living for God, it isn't about me. I just want to show forth how great God is, and anything I do is going to be it's going to be a miracle. That insecurity begins to melt away, and it is just such a blessing. So, a couple of things I'd like to encourage you on with this. Resolve the relationship problems, because they're killing you in this area of identity. In this area of insecurity, you, you forgive and do not allow bitterness to come in your life. And, uh, and make sure that your heart is right with your parents, make sure your heart is right with anybody else, and stop blaming Secondly, you've got to get the guilt out because you're going to be focusing on yourself. When you hear preaching, all you're hearing is about your problems. Now, we all get guilty. I mean, in fact, uh, I I expect any time I hear preaching, I'm going to get under conviction. But it's a shame that one thing that you know about, you're not willing to give up, and that's all you hear. And you don't have allow God to get rid of all the self-life that's still in your life. And, you, and it's amazing what God can do. But young people, I, I tell you, the, the, the more you can be confident in him, you're going to get in the ministry and you're going to be in a battle. You're going to be personally attacked. In our country, you could be personally attacked. You're going to be misunderstood. If you take a proper stand, it's not going to be popular. If you are trying to get approval, you are in trouble. You will crash. But if you're confident in the Lord's relationship, and you marry right, and you have confidence in that relationship, and it's growing, and uh, you're walking with God every day, you'll, you'll make it. You'll be fine. Because it's about Him, and you understand how much He loves you. You're not looking for the approval of men. But if you don't get that conquered... You are going to not find what you're looking for in life. Some of you need to really look hard and long at this and and say, Lord, I really need victory over insecurity. Some of you have some real reasons for it from your past. But I'm telling you, God's a big enough God to solve any problem (coughs) represented here in this room and He can do it now. Now, It'll take steps of faith down the road for it to to really uh, go away, but You can right now be very confident. You can be free in your heart. So you don't worry about what people think. You don't worry about comparing yourself. You just get excited about doing the best you can for God because you're going to show forth what God can do. And, And you're going to have trials, and there's going to be some tests that don't go the best, and you're going to find out why you didn't. You need to learn... What the deal is on that but you don't let yourself go on an emotional roller coaster and you face some other things some disappointments you get corrected but that's you embrace it because you want to be all that God wants you to be it's not about you and how you fit in it is about being a servant of the Lord so would you meditate on these things young people aren't you glad you're accepted in the beloved you are very special you really are man right now if If God just manifested himself a little bit, you'd be overwhelmed by his love. You wouldn't be able to stand it. That's how much he loves you. So don't worry. You're okay. You're going to make it. Every one of you ought to do well. The only reason anybody would be a casualty is their focus is going to be back on themselves. If it's on the Lord, he's got everything you need to make it. Let's bow for prayer.